They be like, slow up, homie. You're talking too fast. I got a couple of quips. I came to talk trash. Yeah, he's Bucky Watson, Bradley Bax. This is going down. We call it the G Splash. Hey. What up, what up? Welcome to another super dope episode of G-Splash. We are back, baby. It's been a hot minute. Did you forget it? It's been a decade. There it is again. (laughs) Man, we have have not recorded since last decade. That is absolutely right. Missed you all. Ah, it's been a long one, but here we love. It has been. Yeah, we thought to talk all things pop culture here: movies, comic book, nerd stuff, girl stuff, his stuff, her stuff. Uh, we give you six news stories of the week from pop culture. I'm hitting hella buttons. You know how we do. I'm your host Bradley Baxter, but right now we got Chris Bucky Watts hey. and Katie Pepper Pops. Hey, 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 Hi. hey, 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 and this is episode. 111. Yes. Damn. Happy New Year, guys. Yeah. How's 2020 so far? So far, seven so days good. in. So far, so good. Not the worst year. Yeah. I mean, for some <laughs> places, it is the worst year. <laughs> but for here, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> Australia's on fire, and we're going to be at war soon. But other than that, yeah, pretty yeah, good yeah. seven days. Other than that, yeah. That's a, that's, that's a awesome. seven days strong. Things are going pretty good. Sure. Uh, today we're talking all about films that we saw over our little hiatus. We got some good ones in there. We got some movies, movies, movies. not so good ones in there. Movies. You know what we talk about here, baby, baby. We got some upcoming announcements and episodes over on Splash Trash. Matt, next week, we, there isn't an episode this week, obviously, if you're listening now. But next week we'll be talking yeah, nothing happened. Just Mercy, 1917. Maybe if you have time, like a bouse or underwater. Yeah, I don't know. coming. I don't know about either of those last two, but apparently 1970, 1917 is the movie. It's the movie. Kind of cleaned up a yeah. little bit. It's got a good chance at this whole thing. We'll get into some Golden Globes a little bit later nice. in the show in our new section. But also, Chris and I will be talking next week on episode 112 about Doomsday Clock, as we've talked about it the last two seasons. Yeah, I mean, we haven't uh, been able to shut up to, about this thing. It's been going on forever. We've talked about it now for three seasons because it just recently wrapped, I believe, last month, Cannot December. Cannot believe how long it's taken. Twelve issues. It's unreal. And I can't wait to reread it. To kind of see the whole more... thing. That's the thing about it, right? Is that by the yeah, time you, right. read, you, you read the last issue, all you could think was, God damn it, this thing took forever. That's why I waited. Like, I had thought about picking it up, like, two years ago, and I was like, well, I'll have to. I'll just wait till it's all out and then do it all at once. Yeah, I was reading issue by the stuff since the Watchmen. Yeah, I was reading issue by issue, and then every time I got a new issue, I was like, "Wait, what is happening again? Like, where? Who? Yeah. Who's, who's what, that guy? Who's that? Who are these people? Stop talking to me. What's Marionette that, was, up to? Yeah. Be glad to wrap that up. Put I, it to I'm bed. excited too, though, because just as a quick spoiler, yeah. I actually really enjoyed the end. You did. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was a big, I was I did a big hear, fan of how it all went down. I did hear, like, it was good. It just took forever to get there. Oh, it just took forever in a day. Uh, for those who are following The Mandalorian, uh, that wrapped. We also wrapped uh, the first little chunk of the next episode, which is another sideshow we decided to do this year. So that was a good. Everyone's still in love with Baby Yoda. There's some new Baby Yoda stuff to kind of come out. Like the name, but no one's going to say the name, right? That kind of oh, yeah, because Taika said that right. He's like, we're gonna have that name though. Yeah, so there's some exciting stuff, and they've have they already started production? They have, right? On yes, they have. Two? Yes, they get it. They, they know what's up. So now the merch is coming out. We're we're gonna start see, seeing some Yoda, the child, which they call it on all of the gear. Seen a couple T-shirts here and there. Nothing crazy though. But enough bullshitting. Let's get into some news. <laughs> Yeah, lots of stuff. Move over, Xbox. 
We saw your block. But PlayStation announced their new logo. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> when it was definitely a letdown, obviously the internet took to it because it didn't do anything. They changed a no, four the to the five. Anticlimactic at best. Like why would like why would you make that like a rollout on Twitter? I mean, maybe they didn't think that they were saying it that way, but it definitely came off that way. No, was that me? Oh no, you absolutely was like, yeah, you guys aren't gonna believe when this drops, and then it's like, oh, it's just boring. We changed the four to a five. Which always makes me wonder, did something go wrong behind the scenes and they had planned something bigger and then they had to dial it way the fuck back in light of whatever went down and then they're like, oh shit, all we've got to reveal is the logo because we were going to reveal the console right. and something happened and it's not happening. So we needed something we really to hyped out. this up and now... That's possible. It's a number five. It's possible. You know, I think um, because very possible because they're at that. There's a conference, right? That that's where they did it, like a tech conference. Yeah, yeah. game yes. something. Well, unless you're gonna get Justin Timberlake to sing "Sexy" back while you're showing it, like, what even was the point of it? That would have been fun. That would have been. I would have watched. See, that. Yeah. you could have you could have made it something. Is, 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 but uh, they did it. Is Justin under under the uh, Sony label. Get Microsoft, get Microsoft on the horn. I mean, just get, yeah, I don't know. They could have been like guys. We're gonna do another Spider-Man movie. <laughs> that would have people would have loved that too. Lost their minds. Yeah. Uh, speaking of people losing their minds and really excited, we got a new mutants trailer. Who's excited? Yes, we yes. did. I thought this movie was canned, so what a surprise. Yeah. Earlier this week Ooh. I said they're not making that movie. And then two days later, the, the, my buddy Nikki was like, oh, here yes, it is, here's are. the trailer. I said, mamma mia, they are making it. It's- I didn't think it was ever gonna get released. It's just been sitting in a studio for in for what feels like forever. There was like rumors that it was going to come to Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, I remember it being like, oh, it's going to go straight to whatever. Yeah. What- After that preview, that doesn't exactly look like something that I would say would be a marquee event for Disney Plus. I mean, I know it's under them and all of that, but I don't. I feel like it would just be something that could quietly roll on there. Versus, hey kids, when you're not. Under the guise of your parents, watch this super freaky movie. The only thing, and parents right. will be like, "Oh, it's Disney Plus, whatever." They can watch anything on the there. The only thing I could and think then. of is something <laughs> along the lines of like, "Marvel's only got two movies, but wait, there's this one. Well, they got three. Wait, there's more. Yeah, like I don't know. Like, it, time has gone on so long, and everyone has already placed judgment on this movie. No one's seen it. No one really right. cares to see it. it. It's even like Dark Phoenix. Like, we knew what was happening. We we're like, hmm. I guess we'll see it. Yeah, we knew it wasn't going to be any good. No, and it wasn't. And this one is just been fucked from the jump. Run, 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 yeah, it's jump. been it's been trouble. And I mean, like I was saying about this after watching it, we'll talk about the trailer. But my thing is that this movie could either be I'm I'm thinking of uh, about it the way I thought about Deadpool one. I think that watching the trailer, I'm excited to see like what could happen with it. But at the same time, I'm very aware that this will either be absolutely garbage or surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah, but it's it won't, be but it won't go other, anywhere. Gonna, right. Right. That's a, that's no a th- I think that's the, the the thing too is like I kind of don't want it to be good because if it is good, I'm gonna want more, and then I know I'm not gonna get more. You know. Right. It's like, oh, cool. Well, now we don't get to have that, so that's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of Marvel, some some big news. All rumors apparently as of right now. But where do we start? I'm just gonna start. We'll start with Christian Bale. That seems to be one. What? Yeah. That's, so there's that's three. Hot. There's three stories, and we're gonna play a little game here. Oh wow! Ooh, yes. Fun. So I we're, we're gonna say there's three of these. I'll read them. Read them okay, off. Jigsaw. Like what the fuck? I don't like. Unexpected. I'm going to play a game. Sign up for it. Yeah. Seriously, yeah, I, I'm not prepared game. for this. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's not that serious of a game. It's either gonna be buy or sell, much like it's stock. Right? I think this isn't. I'm stealing this from ESPN. I'm sure. Love it. So there's three stories. One. I'll read off all the stories, and then we'll well, go down the. Yeah. All right. So the first one is Christian Bale. Collider reported that. There's discussions between Bale and Marvel Studios, and that's been ongoing. However, it's far from confirmation, but if Bale does join the cast, he'll be in good company. Uh, They're talking about putting him in Thor, Love and Thunder. Yes, 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 yes. The rumor on top of that. So maybe we'll A, B this. One, is he going to be in Thor? And then B, is he going to be what everyone's hoping as uh, Beta Ray? That's who they're thinking. Okay, I did not read that. Yeah, that's one rumor. All right, the next rumor on the docket is 
apparently they're looking for a kid Loki who was also big in the comics to to make an yes, appearance yes, yes, yes. in the Disney Plus show. Uh, Loki, a lot of people excited for that for sure. I know one of them is Katie, but yeah, also the twist and Megan. Shout out to Megan. Shout out to Megan. Woo woo. Finn <laughs> Wolf as Kid Loki. Kid, uh, now he's from obviously Stranger Things, and now he's got Ghostbusters, and as well as it. Apparently, this kid is the Turning. And he, oh, he's in the Turning. Is he in that too? Yep. There you go. Yeah, he's in the Turning. He's he's in everything. Yes, so he's definitely he's, he's all of it. He's in the making of big things, which is great for him. Uh, obviously, I'm sure we all at some point expected to see him in Marvel. But moving on to this next one, which is even they just keep getting cooler and cooler, no matter how many which one went first or whatever. The Incredible Hulk coming back full control over from Universal to Marvel. Yeah, what a surprise that was. So that also came out. But not only Hulk, but Neymar as well. I forgot that Universal had the rights for Neymar. I don't know how that oh, yeah. even worked. But there's obviously been rumors with Neymar being the villain in uh, Black Panther, also with Doctor Doom. He's no way he could be the bad guy, right? What, what in, in Black Panther? Yeah. Well, as of right now, we don't know because this is again, this is all rumors. But Chris, that's true. Chris, Circulating. actually, Katie, we'll start with you, Katie. Christian Bale joining Thor, Love and Thunder, buy or sell? Sell. Sell. Not you. Don't think this is a real, real thing? Christian Bale is such a, I don't thespian, <laughs> and I just can't see him and Watiti having like a good vibe. Because I know he's incredibly difficult, and I don't want anything to disrail, like derail this film. Gotcha. And I feel like Christian Bale on set, so as awesome as I theoretically am like, oh my gosh, and then I'm like, ooh, the logistics of that and his temperament, well, I don't know. It could really, makes me a little tense. tense. So, so you want to, no, you're hoping so. that's not the thing, and this is just a rumor, and. Yes. Chris, buy or sell. <laughs> and the rumors that he could be Beta Ray Bill, so he would be a voice. So yeah, we'll just go go with one. Do you buy that he's going to be in Thor? I buy it. You buy it now? Do you you, I buy, you it. buy that he's going to be in Thor? But do you buy him being Beta Ray? Yes. You you buying all of it? Cash him yeah, in. I'm, buy, I'm, I'm going full in. Katie's selling, but you're buying because you could get. I mean, Beta Ray's got this sort of like Thor, but like gruffer kind of personality. And so I could see him doing that almost like, and Taika did really good with like, obviously he is Korg, but like, I think he's done good with like the, the people as other creature, you know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, but if he's not bait, I'd still think he'd be in the movie. I mean, nowadays everybody is Eternals bringing in everybody. Like, I just feel like he, I don't know. He might just be, he's, he's a hard ass to work with. Cause he's so like into it and such a method actor. But I mean, you pulled other method actors into, to Marvel movies and stuff like that. And like some other big people, maybe he's just like wants to have fun or we don't know. Maybe he has a relationship with somebody. I don't know. I could just see him coming in. And if he's a voice or whether he's just like going to be rough and tough, somebody, right. I think there's an element of him that's comedic too. Like he can play kind of like that serious, but funny, which I think is what Thor has sort of become is this idea of like these characters that are supposed to be so stern, but mm. actually are just kind of making fools of themselves at times. I think it'd be fun to see him in that kind of role. So I, I see some, I see some credit. Plus, he'd probably get paid a lot of that paper if he goes. Yeah, see, so I think he like he like it. He like it a paper. I, I want. I'm kind of with Katie on this because I feel like if they do bring him in, he's got to have one role for one movie, and like because there's a yeah, good he's chance like a he's not going to stick around. Right? He's going to be an Edward right. Norton maybe right. situation, which yes, 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 could happen. I think. Uh, so maybe that makes more sense for him to play a character in Thor 4 because that's kind of still on the end cap. We just got the resurgence, obviously, with Ragnarok and being so well, being so good with Taika. So, yeah, I don't know. This is a tough one. I think I'd buy that he's in a movie. I just don't know which one it is. That's what I'm going to say. So I'm going to buy that. Smart. <clears throat> uh, Finn Wolf. What is, that's not even his. I just fucked his name up. I know that because it's like full. It's like Finn Wolf Wolfhard Wolfhard Wolfhead. Yeah, Wolf's head. Wolfenberger. I don't know. Mark Wolfharder. Yeah, well, Wolfharder. The kid from Stranger Things. Mark Wolfharder. <laughs> <laughs> I know that kid. That kid sucks. <laughs> oh, that kid rules. Finn as Kid Loki in the Loki series. Chris, are you buying it's or selling? Low, it's going to be low-key good. <laughs> yeah, um, 
uh, I think he's in talks, but I don't think he'll be the one that's picked because um, I don't know. He's he's hot right now, and I could see, I totally see why this could be a possibility, but he's not British or I don't know. He just it would be a hard sell for me. Katie, I also I'm gonna agree with the sell. He's everywhere. And I feel as if it's oversaturated and I would like to see some new fresh face that could do it. While I think he'd be excellent, I'd like a a new up and comer to get the opportunity to do it. And maybe someone British too. (laughs) Like that Jojo rabbit kid. Give him some black hair. You know what I mean? Mm. That's a little, that's that's mad. That kid's mad young. I'm going to sell this one too for the simple fact that they'll want to use him for later stuff. A different role later to that he can continue. Oh yeah. Versus just playing a character because we don't know how. I mean, unless he gets his own spinoff Kid Loki series, like I mean, and he's not really. I guess the Stranger Things. It's not going to be a kid for that much longer. Right. That's the other thing too is he's pretty much grown up now. So <clears throat> I'm gonna sell that one. Can't get much more grown. Yeah. Uh, as far as Incredible Hulk and Neymar full rights coming back to Marvel, I'm gonna sell this one. I. I don't know. I mean, hopefully it's I, I'm wrong, but I don't know if there's much that can be worked out here. I mean, unless there's some kind of buyout. So this is right. This is a weird scenario. I, However, it does make sense because I know that Kevin Feige has been talking to Mark Ruffalo and they figured out a, a way around it already. So it, it basically, Mark Ruffalo could be in any movie and he still wants to do it. The Neymar thing. See, I'm su- that's what surprises me, though. That why you have a perfect opportunity to not check a lot of boxes by bringing in Amadeus Cho. So why don't you just do it? That's another great point. But the the, the kicker here is like the Neymar thing because I know the Fantastic Four is back in Marvel hands and like they really want to do that well. And Neymar is such a huge character in the Marvel universe, villain and good guy. So I'm wondering if there is a deal that came into play. Universal was like, yo, you want Neymar? We want to get paid for Hulk. Like, Sure, sure, sure. Give us the money and we'll just we'll we'll, give you let's both. just call this thing. A, yeah. yeah, Get it over with. Yeah. That's what I, I would buy. I think, yeah, I would buy, I would buy this. Because I feel like Marvel's trying to get everybody back under their umbrella, at least for the foreseeable future. And I can't believe that they'd just be like, all right, well... Nothing we can, you know, I feel like they have the buying power and the ability to do that. And it'd be awesome to get some underwater things going for Marvel. So I think that they would. Yeah. So I, I would buy this. That's another thing I, I read too, because uh, Aquaman did so good. They're like, we got to cash in on this, but give enough breathing room and let Aquaman 2 come out and see if it blows. And Yeah. What do you, will you buy or sell this, Chris? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I just I I said or I buy because I know they want to get all their shit back. Like it's and now they have so much power and dominate the market so heavy they can they can do it. So why not do it now? You know? Yeah. Speaking of reboots and who's still old characters still around, uh Saved by the Bell reboot. This news kind of came out a little bit ago, but they finally got their cast lead, which is awesome. But <clears throat> the new Saved by the Bell series was picked up. Straight to series for Peacock, which I believe dropped. Oh, it is the produced by it's produced by Universal Television. Peacock is the NBC streaming service platform that came out. Hatching soon. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. Lot, yeah, a lot of ads during the Golden Globes for so many this new service. <laughs> Hatching soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you'll never believe. I was like, this. that's a, I was like, that's a chicken egg. What are we doing? Why? Uh, I don't get it. We don't understand what peacocks are. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the showrunner <laughs> is going to be uh, very well, one of the old producers, I believe, from. The original series, the creators, Peter Engel and uh, Franco Barrio. But Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkeley are also to receive producer credits. Mark Paul, Zach Morris. Gossler. Gossler, that's what it was. Gossler. Zach Morris uh, has yet to be asked anything about this so far, but he said he's definitely be interested in whether it's producing or making an appearance or whatever. And uh, their showrunner is a transgender who hot is she's from some disney or nickelodeon show she was right she 
she was she did Disney, she did Glee, and then was on Mindy Kaling's Champion. Ah, and so she'll play a cheerleader, like a, the Zach Morris cheerleader version, I guess. I don't know. Good fit. I think cool. it. I think it'll be cool. Obviously, it's a trend is to reboot a show from yesteryear and put them on this on a streaming service. Yes. yes yeah, yes, I yes, can't. Yes, yes, yes. I can't tell if this is going to be a cop like a comedy or if this is going to be set back in the net. Like I, I think it's going to. I'm perplexed by this. I think it's going to take place in modern day. I just can't. Like I'm just wondering what it's going to be. Sim- just because like the Sabrina the Teenage Witch reboot is a really dark. Oh, you mean like, like, a, like the Riverdale stuff? Riverdale is really really dark, and the you know the Archie comics were the exact opposite of it. And so the Saved by the Bell thing, I'm just You don't I, you don't think Josie Tota is like they did in uh I don't the original? I don't I mean I hope so because Josie Tota is gorgeous and adorable and smart and wickedly talented. So I think she could do a comedy fourth wall dark murky saved by the bell you know that whole thing mm-hmm. so i just was wondering because the premise i guess is that mike paul gossler oh, that's right Mark paul he's like uh he's, he's, he's the governor. governor of california yeah. and so he's shutting down low-income schools and sending those kids to high-performing wealthier schools like so bayside. kids are getting sent to bayside and so i don't really know how you're like that's so pretty especially <laughs> pretty easy right, to believe totally, yeah totally believable but I don't know how you're like, <laughs> hey, guys, like, I'm going to shove you in a locker. Look at the, like, that whole, like, bubblegum, goofy, stereotypical thing that they did was Saved by the Bell. I feel like for this to be successful, and I think it would be really cool if it went See, the thing, more dramatic, more realistic. The thing where that it's confusing like that, and you've made, obviously, some great points, uh, Katie. When you say things like Zach Morris is the governor of California... <laughs> It's kind yeah, of like, oh yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> and AC Slater lives on the moon. Yeah, it just sounds funny. So it's, it does. I don't know. Zach Morris is a charismatic d bag. Like, look at our politics. Like, what? Of true. course, he'd be the governor. What else? Like, <laughs> like it totally is like, oh yeah, Zach Morris totally smooth talking. Look at my left hand. Don't look at my right. Like, I'm gonna put my two dates in the opposite corners of a restaurant. Like, of course, he's the governor of California. Like that makes yeah. yeah. If he gets into a scandal, he can just say "time out" and then yeah. run away. <laughs> <laughs> ah, who knows? But uh, definitely would love. I mean, I hope it's funny because I love that show as a funny show. But I could definitely see it oh being gosh, serious. Such a show. Also, things being super serious and super cool. Another musician biopic movie in, is coming to the fruition. Bob Dylan. Who else can we do? Yep. You know. Uh, Timothy Shalami. <laughs> yes, Chris is he's in talks to play the legendary singer-songwriter Bob Dylan. Timothy Shlamamel. Shlamimel Shlame. Whatever what's his he's French, right? <laughs> Tamale Shlamamel. Uh, it's, pr- it's pronounced Chalamet. Timothy Shlamami. And, and he goes by Timothy, but if we were going to say it French, it'd be Timothée. But he goes by <laughs> Timothy. Uh anyway. Isn't he popular? <laughs> So shall so he's a, he's supposed he, to be playing Bob Dylan in the a film from the Logan director James Manigold, and uh, apparently it's going to be called Going Electric. Doesn't uh, Bob Dylan kind of have like a weird? Doesn't he talk kind of weird? I, I'm not the biggest Bob Dylan weird. fan, but he sings. Yeah, he, I think he. he I'm is on the pavement. A little weird, and his he definitely has a very distinctive vocal styling, whether speaking or singing. Can uh, Timote pull this off? I mean, yeah. I think, yeah, he's, I mean, he's an amazing, he's an amazing actor. Academy Award nominee. Like, didn't I think he, win? he definitely he could. Won, didn't he? No, no, he was just nominated. Oh, I thought he won. I thought he had an Oscar. I just, he's so young and fresh-faced. And Bob Dylan has never looked young or fresh-faced necessarily mm-hmm. to me. Mm. Um, Here we go. But, you know, the magic of, the magic of Hollywood. But I think, I think he totally could. I just do not care about Bob Dylan or... Seen that was my ne- about Bob Dylan. That's my next question. Like, is this the right casting for this type of role? Because I, I are kids even into Bob Dylan? 
I don't think the movie's necessarily for kids. That's what I'm saying. So why Bob Dylan fans? But what, as a Bob Dylan fan, are they going to look at this kid and be like, mm, "Yeah, great choice." Oh, right. Okay, Boomer. Yeah, I don't well, know. The uh, the because uh, the, the story is going electric is about him when Bob Dylan changed from folk music, which got him popular, into rock and roll. It's also before his motorcycle accident that sort of ruined some of his brain for a long time. Um, so it's kind of this like sweet spot. You have to tell the story of like also the time period he lived in changing from folk music and what the impact he made to rock and roll was also kind of like a big step. And a lot of people didn't like cross, like you got into whatever kind of music you were in and that's just what you fucking did. Like you didn't, it wasn't like Elvis was like, I'm going to do country. Like they just like you stuck to your lane and he really didn't and broke out of it after already being successful and being kind of weird. Uh, so I think they kind of are trying to get that sweet spot for people that are, you know, People that remember that grew up like that. There's a lot of Bob Dylan fans, or you know, these. There's only so many legends you can make these music biopics about, and be like, "Here we go. Yeah. Who, who do you want this time, kids? We made another one." So you know, they're, they're, and they're probably I mean, with Man Gold, they're probably going for an Oscar play because those tend to play well when they're done well. So oh, gotcha. absolutely. Uh, all right, let's talk some Golden Globes. Cool, cool. Speaking of good stuff, uh, how did you guys feel about the show? Big fan. Big, <laughs> big <I> mean, fan. <laughs> I haven't watched the Golden Globes in a long time, specifically because I wasn't watching a ton of movies for a while there. Obviously, things have right. changed drastically. So, I enjoy, I always I all I'll watch really I watch a lot of award shows. Like I love award shows, so I thought it was great. But HBO did really well with Chernobyl and Succession. Yeah, Succession surprised me. I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna knock that out for sure. I mean, I think there was. I think it was. Interesting to see how few in the television category came from traditional television. They all yes. came from premium or streaming. Right. It yeah. wasn't paid, paid for stuff, which was yeah, very, very cool. Uh, all right. So I got the I, I got the stuff, the, the facts up now. Uh, Netflix wins just two Golden Globes despite receiving 34 nominations. HBO Max grabbed four. Amazon Prime and Hulu took two. Now, the funny thing here, though, is is that Netflix won with uh, the movie. They won movies. Not even shows. Yeah, which is, as a studio, you got that's got to look pretty bad, right? You got to be like, what the? Right. They won for uh, Marriage Story, which I still have yet to see, which I hear is good. Oh, yeah, yeah, Marriage Story. That's that's on my list. Uh, Katie was super excited for uh, the second to last and got told to suck it from Katie. Yep. Oh. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix yeah. won for Joker. It won one award. Uh, uh, no one. Uh, oh no, I, the, that one. No, it, it won, won two. two. It won, it won score. Yeah. Best score. Music. Which was by Greta Underg. That score was fantastic. Uh, if it wasn't that, that, I would have hoped for Motherless Brooklyn. That was my second runner-up. But welcome to Brooklyn. What, uh, Brad, you said Brad Pitt, you said something about Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt won for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, 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 yeah. For, didn't for deserve co- it. <laughs> you say didn't deserve it? He'll win the Oscar this year, I'm pretty much 100% sure, uh, and he doesn't deserve it. But Why doesn't yeah, he deserve it's, it? It's a last chance Oscar for him. He's been nominated seven seven times for different things, and he's won for being a producer of 12 Years a Slave, and I think that everyone can see the writing on the wall that he doesn't have many good ones left in him, maybe. And same way, now, he proved him wrong, but Denzel's Training Day Oscar was uh, was not a last chance Oscar, but it was like a, like, there were better candidates that year, and I think that there are better people for sporting actor this year, but since it's kind of close, they'll just give it to him and be like, here you go, Brad, you did a lot, take this one with you, bud. That's my theory. Because there's a lot of politics that goes into that shit. Of course. Uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see when the nominations come out on Monday. Much I'll like- be... Super hype on that. Much like Heath Ledger when he was, when he won. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely an element of the politics of him being dead and being post- posthumous. Uh, Oscar was a big he deal. He deserved that. Though. I think he deserved that when he was the best. If it had been closer to someone else, like if everyone knew that blankety blank was supposed to win, but they gave it to him, I'd be able to say that. But everyone sort of agreed like that was the performance of a lifetime for anybody. So we'll we'll see what happens but i'm pretty sure i mean and he's I, like i just said i just watched once upon a time in hollywood so he does a great job in the movie he did not do for in my personal opinion he did not do daniel craig as a southern detective in knives out or as a, uh, other people that are on that list so but he did he did good he he did he did fine <laughs> yeah i i agree i felt like 
he was for me the best part of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, me but too. But I really felt like it was he was just playing like a slightly boozier version of himself. Absolutely. Like I didn't feel like the role necessarily was such a stretch. Like, but I feel like the reason why it was such a great role is because it was Brad Pitt being Brad Pitt playing a stuntman yes. in some way. So that's why I liked him and thought he did a good job. But I think um and I didn't like the Irishman that much, but I think Joe Pesci was phenomenal. Mm. Yes. And I didn't see uh, Tom Hanks, um, Anthony Hopkins yeah, and the two Rogers. popes is two popes, yes. Unreal. So yeah, I didn't necessarily agree with I agreed with the nomination because I did I do feel like it was great, but I didn't yes. feel like it was winning great. No, completely agree. I think when you get actors like Brad Pitt that get an Oscar later, for me to know they earned it is when they don't play necessarily themselves. And the great example I go to is like when Matthew McConaughey had that resurgence and had Dallas Buyers Club. And it was like, he's not playing, he's he's Matthew McConaughey, but he's not playing Matthew McConaughey. He's playing something different than you would expect. And it's like, yeah, sure, that's like his tone and stuff. But I was like, wow, this plays against who he is. And this one, you're right. It's just like, this is the life Brad Pitt probably in another world would have. Like, he would just be a stuntman that was kind of a drinker and having fun. (laughs) Sorry, Brad. (laughs) It's all good. Wait, wait, I don't know if you're talking to me or Brad Pitt, but it's fine. Brad Pitt, because he's an avid listener of the show. I I don't think you would ever apologize to me for anything. Uh, (laughs) He gets it. Brad Pitt understands. He says, yeah, that sounds pretty right. Uh, Do you think any of these awards will carry over? Yeah. If are there yeah. any that you think that won't? It's tough. I don't to carry think the over. Irishman's yeah. I don't think the Irishman's gonna get and I don't think Knives Out is gonna get I think the I think Knives Out unfortunately will be glossed over just absolutely. because uh, movies absolutely. like that uncut, aren't uncut, Academy favorites. Uncut gems didn't even get a look, right? It's yeah, and that eligible? It is. Yeah. So it should have been it should have been considered for things. Maybe they just didn't want to because of the type of movie it is. Yeah, I think Adam Sandler should get an Oscar nod for sure for Uncut Jobs. Which we'll talk about later I in the show. An Oscar my last my last question about or or I guess topic to discuss about the Golden Globes, Katie, is after Joaquin Phoenix won, everyone gave him a standing O. Yeah. Great movie. You killed it. Literally. Uh but Beyonce was like, mm, I'm chilling. Yeah, she's like, whatever. Just stand the whole time. I mean, but I'll say this. So, wait, hold on. Before, I, what was your initial thoughts when you read that part? I mean, it's Beyonce. I don't think black women need to stand for white men ever. So stay seated. Right, Here's. right, right, right. It's Beyonce. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't, I don't really care to be honest, but I thought I thought it was interesting that that caught wave in during. I mean, of course, I mean, of course it did, but. I thought her dress was and just I don't, too I don't big, think, well, be honest, if I'm being honest. Right. Who knows? She could be pregnant. She could be nursing an injury from rehearsals. Like, there's always all these speculations about all of that. And, like, I think, you know, it's the end of the night. It's late. They've been, you know, right. she probably started hair and makeup at 7 a.m. Like, I just. I don't think that, one, that award show is meant really for what it is. Because they have all those tables in there. And yeah, it's and like, that's not a good setup. It's. It takes forever for anyone to get anywhere. It's not like they're in the back of an auditorium. They're like going through like, oh, scoot in. I'm eating fucking steak dinner. Everyone drinking Moet. Nope, they didn't have steak this year. They had no. It was meatless this year. Sorry, it was a vegan menu. It looked delicious too. I didn't look at the menu. menu. The pictures. Oh man, the pictures of the food looked freaking money. I'd eat. Yeah. I'd eat vegan all day if it looked like that. Yeah. Yeah, Brad, as the resident vegan, you should yeah, know. Brad, you'd be like, whoa, you would have been like, hello, pumpkin soup. <laughs> I'm not a vegan anymore, yeah. by the way. That ship sailed a little nice. while ago. Nice. What? But man, vegetarian. You ate a whole pig? I, I, over Christmas, I had some meat, yeah. Some goat's milk? <sighs> but <laughs> some goat's milk? No, uh, I am a vegetarian. I'm so disappointed. You're di- oh, now you're dis- that That's what you're disappointed in? Out of all my mistakes, that's the one, huh? I thought it was just like so cool that you were like accidentally vegan because most people don't accidentally become something like that. Like I just I'm, really enjoyed that you're like, oh, I'm accidentally vegan. I think I'm gonna keep up with it. Like I don't know. I, I, I will say that. I'm a vegetarian now. I don't even. Okay, that's good. Meat in the middle. I'm just eat. I'm just really liking cheese right now. You know, cheese and. Oh yes. It's phenomenal. 
Uh, speaking of cheesy, let's talk about some movies and this main topic. We got a lot of them. Yeah. Lots of movies came out. So much yeah. we can't even talk about because we don't have enough time. So I figure we'll pick three out of this long list of stuff. Yeah. And I, I, we could talk all day about Star Wars. We kind of already did that. So we'll start with that one. Katie Splash Trash or Meh. 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 You mad it? Damn, can't even hit a button. Yeah, and I'm, I, I grappled with it, but at the end of the day, I mean, I liked it, but it wasn't, you know, to splash. I have to walk out of the theater like doing punches and kicks after a movie like that, and I did neither a punch nor a kick. And I mean, I liked it. I felt like it was a good ending, but there was no moment in the film where I was like. Holy shit, what did I just see? Where would you place it out, you know, of, out of all the 11? Where would you I be? You asked me that. Now you, now you had time to I, think about it. I didn't get up post. I would put it maybe in the middle. I'd put it in the middle. So like six? The original three are... Five or the six? The original three... Probably six. The original three are at the top. I loved Rogue One. Um, yeah, that was just so awesome. And then obviously, like, one, two, and three are, you know, take the nine, ten, and eleven spot. Because they're. You like so you like you like solo better than the, the Phantom Metis. Yeah. Wars I, I thought at least. Vengeance. Yeah. I thought at least solo was funny. It was nostalgic. It was a little heartwarming. All of that. And. One, two, and three. I I recently rewatched them, and I'm just shocked. <laughs> Not feeling Jar Jar, like, huh? I am shocked. <clears throat> like I'm just like rewatching them, and I'm like, this is wow. This is not good. good. This is not good at all. Chris, you still Chris gave it a splash. Still feel that way, Chris? What for Sky- Rise of Skywalker? Yes. Um. Yeah. All right. Yeah, same. Same with it. But it's just it's you, it, for some reasons. For certain reasons, it's a trash, and for other reasons, it's a splash. Definitely. Definitely. I, I'm gonna stick with my. Does meh. that make it a meh? I don't know. I'm gonna stick with my <laughs> meh score. I think it's at the bottom of of the eleven films. Um. Not uh, not at eleven, but at least maybe eight. I think eight is a good number for that one, even though it's episode nine. Uh, also on this list, though, we do have Spies in the Skies, which I saw. And that's the movie. Uh, I'm going to give it a splash because it's actually pretty good. Uh, Tom Holland and Will Smith. It's a this by the what a Blue Sky or Blue Note, the people who did, I believe, Ice Age yeah. animation group. It's a it's not bad. It's it's a typical kids movie um, where, you know, Will Smith plays like this badass spy and. Tom Holland plays the dork who's trying to fit in. Uh, so, so it's Spider Man and Mike Lowry in a cartoon. More like more like Men in Black meets Spider Man. Okay. Wow. Okay. Not Mike. Not Mike Lowry. Yeah. Not Mike Lowry. It's a little because it's a kids movie. So uh, also on this list is Cats. <laughs> Cats. I have a story I want to tell you guys about Cats real quick. So I m- ran into this dude and he was like. Oh, I'm just coming from. It was like a very nice guy, but he's a little weird. And he was like, "I just came from watching the movie Cats," and I was like, "Oh yeah, cool." Uh, I heard they kind of went back and changed the CGI and da da da. And they're like, "He was." He was like, "It was a it was a great movie. I really enjoyed it." And I was like, "Oh, uh, okay, cool." And he's like, "There's lots of actors in it." I I was so impressed. Like I, but my biggest thing I could not figure out was when they're doing all these ballet dancing. And singing around, and the choreography being so great, did the actors learn that, or did they just CGI onto their face to the ballerina's body? And I was like, "Wow, it's a great question." question. Wow. And it's probably the it, that's probably what they did. I would imagine. We'll fix that in post. Just throw Idris Elba's face on that guy. I'll be fine. I don't know the difference. He's not. He's not getting the choreography down. He's just not doing it. We'll just see, Idris. Don't worry about it. We'll just CGI another guy's body on you. <laughs> but Katie saw it. What'd you think, Katie? I did. It's got a it's got a twenty one percent from critics <laughs> and a fifty three 
percent from the audience. Keep in mind, this guy does have a bad track record with his musicals not translating very well on the big screen. But Katie, what do you what do you think? I think that the world was just not ready for this. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't think we're not ready. It, yeah, I just think it. It's visual. It, visually, it is bizarre. I will not deny that it's bizarre because they're cats, right? But they're also moving like cats, but they're humans. So sometimes they're upright and sometimes they're on all fours. And then the scale of it, which makes it really cool, is a little bit disarming because the people are scaled to cat size. Mm -hmm. So they're humans that are cat size, but are humans playing cats. So there's a lot of layers there that makes it uh, could be challenging to watch. If you can't just let go of any sense of reality or how things are supposed to be, uh, which I think, you know, musical theater requires you to do that. Right. So for people who are already a fan of cats, you could easily see this film and think, oh my gosh, it's so cool because they got to do all the things that you couldn't do in a theater doing this production. Gotcha. Splash Asher Man. Uh, I give it a, I give it a man. Man. I give it a man. Wow. I would have not saw that coming. I give it a man. You would think I would splash it because I love cats and I love yeah, musical theater. I, I thought you might have. Also on our list, we're talking big boys, a.k.a. little women. <laughs> big boys! <laughs> Katie, is yes. it all, I really actually, I wanted to go out and see this. For some reason, I just cannot fit it in my schedule. Chris was supposed to see it, so I was hoping we'd have a twofer on this one. A twofer with Topher, uh, but that didn't come to fruition either. But Katie saw it. No. Katie. I did see it. You loved this movie, right? Splash. Ooh, the deep breaths. I, I love it when the deep breaths come because here comes the. Ah. <sighs> you see? I, no, I like I liked it, but I didn't. I I give it a meh. Ooh, I feel so disloyal to the you know Joe and Amy and Bat. Like I just I love Little Women, and I did really like it. It was there was just something off about it. There was something unplaceable that I think it was. The characters felt too modern, and this is a story that happens during the Civil War. And so a lot of it, I questioned the things that they, like the language that they use and the things that they had to say. And while I totally believe in the message of that, the historical part of me couldn't reconcile that. And they broke the fourth wall, uh, which would have been cool if it had been consistently done, but they did it once about 15 minutes into the film and didn't do it again until the last 10 minutes and then did it again in the last five. And so I just felt like it was inconsistent. So I'd give it a meh, hmm. which I hate to say because it's such a strong women movie. I just, I wasn't, I didn't love it. So Chris, you heard it here. If you have one movie ticket, and your choices are cats or little women. Based off Boy. Katie's reviews, <laughs> what are you going to go see? Boy, I mean. Neither. It's got to be cats. <laughs> no, it's big boys for sure. Another movie I saw over the, the break was a movie called The Laundromat. And this movie was a really weird movie. It's uh, got 41% from critics and audiences. So <clears throat> not a good score. I had no idea what this movie was about. It was really weird. It was kind of cool, though. I kind of liked it. I'm going to give it a meh. But uh, it's, I tried watching it twice and couldn't I think, I think they, reconcile it. They, they kind of do this weird thing where they, I mean, they break the fourth wall also in this film. But the way they do it towards the end is a little weird. And it's, like, funny at times. And it's just talking about, you know, kind of moving money and how that works really but it's got a great cast so uh but I'm, i'll give it a man all right yeah. what should we talk about next chris i'm there's three movies left we've got uncut gems bombshell the grudge let's hit grudge <laughs> all right grudge yeah. it is i want to know if it's because you said you went and saw it and i was like oh okay interesting because you know a horror movie in january yeah is we talked yeah, not yeah. a good sign so this is a reboot movie katie why don't you tell us we'll go a little bit deeper into these last three Katie, tell us about this new yeah. reboot of The Grudge. Not starring so Sarah Michelle Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. yeah. It's I would say that it's if you take a look at the Japanese film The Grudge, 
this would be a more seamless transition. And the whole story behind that is when people die in a really violent, awful way, a curse is born out of that. And the people in the place that are associated with that death continue to be haunted by that. And anyone who comes in contact with it also becomes haunted by that. And so there's really no escape. And it goes on for infinity. After reading, which is kind of terrifying. I'm, I'm going to say this. After reading the explanation at the beginning, this grudge doesn't even haunt the people. Or maybe it does, but it it just keeps growing its haunt to like anybody right. who comes it, into contact. Like there's no, yeah, there's no logical reason as to who it decides to take next. Which, on one hand, sounds really scary, and on the other hand, you walk out and you're like, oh, "That's bullshit." Because the the mark for me of a scary movie is if I go home and I'm freaked out, yeah. and I'm like. Fuck that. I've been in a house where that shit happened. Something's going to happen to me. And I haven't thought about it since. As opposed to being like, oh my gosh. You know, so on the one hand, it can happen to anybody. But on the other hand, it's like, well, I, it's not going to happen to me. So it kind of reminded like a, a similar scenario to where it'd be like, where it doesn't make any sense is like, if you're on a dating app and whether you swiped left or right, you're still connected. And like, they, right. they, and then. <laughs> And then you blocked them, and they're yeah. like still following you, and you're they're still contacting you. You're like, what the fuck? Anyway, that's what this movie is. I did, right. Katie. You love scary movies. Were you a big fan of the original when it came out? Yeah, I watched the Japanese one, and I watched the Sarah Michelle Gellar one, and I don't really remember the Sarah Michelle Gellar one, but I remember the Japanese one is creepy, and this one. Um, I mean, Brad seen scary movie with me in the theater. There was a point where I like didn't expect what was going to happen. And I screamed incredibly loud and the whole theater was laughing. <laughs> I can um, see it. Which yeah. is, I can not go lie. Which I isn't the first it. or it the last time that that's going to happen. So I thought it was creepy. I thought it was scary. I thought, um, I thought it was well done and well made, but there's so many plot holes in it that don't add up that. There's also time jumping was, in this you know, movie too. Like they jumped around. The timelines. It was like, you, you, it kind of got one point. I was like, wait, is it 2004? 2005 right now. Like, what? And I was like, I constantly had to remind myself what time frame went where because it kept jumping all over the place. Uh, I feel it would have been better if that original family, they'd had like three more scenes of what went down there. They would have had the realtor and then the old woman and her husband and not done that whole cop coming to town thing. I feel like that ruined it, but I feel like if you would have stayed with the, like that triad right. of those three who lived in the house, right. that would have been awesome. Yeah, the cop thing was weird. And also, I, th- I was like, is that Nick Nolte? I was like, I thought he was doing a little <laughs> bit better for himself, but it's actually is not him. <laughs> but there's a what's even weirder about that is there's a scene in this movie where the detectives... She's a single mom and her son's like, he's like, I couldn't get a sitter or whatever. And so she brings him to work (laughs) and like the other partner's like, that's okay. Well, bring him in here. And like, he's going through like the collection in 48 hours on there. And Nick Nolte's in 48 hours. And I was like, whoa, you're like, it's gotta be Nick. Yeah. And it turns out it wasn't him. Anyway, this movie is what Katie? Meh. I mean, if you like scary movies and want to be freaked out for a couple hours and have a reason to like hold somebody's hand, like watch it, but give it a meh, you know, give it a meh. Wow. This one's straight <laughs> up. <laughs> There's some good scary movies out there. This is nowhere near one of them. The grudge is only holding on because of its original roots. I don't think this is a good move for the franchise and I'm ready to move on. Keep making them. I keep screaming. I keep going to them. It just never. Happens. Chris, you got three movie tickets. You got, or excuse me, you have Whoa, one movie. I got three movie tickets now. You have one movie ticket, <laughs> and the day. only choices are <laughs> Cats, Little Women, and The Grudge. Little <laughs> Women, over and over and over. <laughs> three, three times the charm. I'll see it three times in a row with my tickets. Uh, all right, Chris, let's talk Bombshell. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Let's get to my notes here. Oh, oh here we go. Just to catch everybody yeah. else up, when we reviewed Richard Jewell, Chris, I don't know if you heard that. Splash Trash Me episode. I did. Well, oh, you did. Uh, yeah. So we talked about real life people. One of the topics, and and Katie went pretty ham on me about my on our. We had a difference of opinion, which is fine. 
and that's why I love her on the show. Um, of course, of course, of course. Where we talked about if you're going to take somebody's anyway, you know what we said. We, if you took somebody, if you're going to play a per, real person in real life, like do the research and do your well, role. And any right, and any creative license you take needs to be artistic choices rather than changing actual events. Unless what you're going to do is make a film that is like that. But if you're going to make a you know a biopic, like make it a biopic. Yeah. Right. And again, I agree with exactly what she's saying right now. I think the our disagreement was like, I think a lot had factors had to deal with our disagreement. If, if I'm being fair, like one was getting in contact with the family and the actor doing a lot of what I felt was extra that Katie felt was appropriate. But this movie, and is, you know, I go above and beyond. I go above and beyond. I love research. I do accurate research. And so for just, someone, uh, and I do it for free. So if someone's getting paid like six, seven figures to do it, like, come on now, <clears throat> do it right or pay the price. Why? And part of that episode at the end of it, I was like, I can't wait to hear what her thoughts are on Bombshell. <laughs> Bombshell. Bombshell. True story, or based on a true story, rather. True. And the funny yeah. part was, as soon as I got into the theater, the first thing in this whole, before the movie starts, is like a disclosure. It's like, not all the things happening in this movie are real or whatever, unless they're factually, unless it's like actual footage. Katie, why don't you tell us all about what this movie is all about? Well, fair and balanced Fox News has had its share of scandals, but the lar- this focuses on the scandal between... Uh, Megan Kelly and the owner. Well, no, it's not the owner. The owners are the Murdochs. Roger Ailes, the man who was in charge of CEO, head of Fox News, and was involved in multiple sexual harassment scandals. And this film covers how those how those went down, essentially, and what happened to uh, the female anchors and female coworkers that he had dealt with in his multi-decade career. Right. So a pretty good guy. <laughs> great, great guy. Pretty stand pretty stand-up stand act, up. I'm hearing. I mean, wow. him and Tom Hanks like are mm. Yeah, what a what a champion for people. He does what people do. You know, like he's not unfortunately like he's the rule rather than the exception in so many situations. So as much as it was like, oh, he's such a POS, it's also like kind of like the whole R. Kelly thing. Like there are dozens and hundreds of people that are not the ones being abused and victimized and exploited and blackmailed and all of that, but other people who are just there and continue to bear witness to what these people are doing and don't ever say a fucking word. And I think that they're just as culpable in a lot of ways as the person who's actually doing it. Because there's all these other people high-fiving and patting on the back, glad-handing, you know, buzzing the chicks in, knowing exactly what's going on, and don't seem to have a problem with it and turn a blind eye. Which I think, like, that's as much of a problem as, you know, without everyone else around Roger Ailes and allowing him to do that, his scope of what he did would have been so much more limited and people just... Let it slide and let it slide and no one holds him accountable. And it's really unfortunate when victims have to be the ones holding people accountable rather than, you know, coworkers or bosses. Yeah, I think we're all familiar with what's what's been going on in Hollywood for the last nine hundred nine hundred years. Definitely agree with right. uh, uh agree with you on that whole thing. In the movie it portrayed like her his like secretary secretary was like kind of picking people out too for him. Right. And she's I mean, a yeah, like they accident, you know, they very much. I mean, it's, there's always people who, you know, have this level of predation really can't do it, uh, can't do it alone, you know, when right. it's in like a corporate setting. Absolutely. So there are other people who are there to, you know, make sure everyone's gone, bring someone up, protect, you know, send the memo that send that, you know, summon someone to the office, like all of that. Like there's all sorts of other people who are, you know, playing a part in that. An interesting question to ask you, and I probably probably don't have time really to really get into this. So I probably shouldn't even ask it, but there's an episode of Brooklyn nine, nine where a woman uh, swings a golf club and like, hits a a guy 
in his dick and he's like yeah i forget that's, that's a brooklyn 99 episode that's a that's a pretty it's, good it's a he- part arc they have yeah it's, it's, a, it's a heavier it, one it's a heavier it deals one. with that yeah and so uh, and that's obviously a comedy show but uh <clears throat> one of the things is that uh is it she's like the new part she's like a new role in the department she like yeah she just got like she's made partner at her giant like corporate law firm well no but uh the girl that who was like trying to pres- like take him down right yeah yeah she's like just gotten there like cel- it was like a celebratory thing and then just the dude tried to come on to her and i meant the cop got- what's her name oh you're talking about rosa she, yeah, no is no. it rosa or is it it's um rosa's like telling her who's another female cop in in the precinct is like why are you going after him so hard? Like she let her right. settle, let her get the money. Says, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, so she can walk away with something and all that shit. Yeah. She's not going to, yeah. Her point was like, yo, she's going to get fired and not have anything like let her take the deal and said she wanted to prosecute him. Blah, blah, blah. So that becomes a whole nother side of the story of like, when you, it's either you settle, which I'm sure a lot of victims do, because of that because they're not going to get take well yeah the american legal system it'll take forever you might end up with nothing if you can get somebody to sign something and you can get a check because you aren't going to get justice and honestly even if we had a better system of prosecution and punishment and incarceration all of that i just know that you know that doesn't people think that's going to help and then people are like this doesn't help so you might as well have some goddamn money to take yourself on a nice vacation and get some serious therapy you know like and not work for a while so take the fucking deal because it's still on the record that they had to make the deal right and they might not get you know nobody really cares so much about oh so-and-so was you know had three months probation for aggravated sexual or three years probation or whatever it is like nobody take the money anyway back to the movie though i agree it's 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 a slippery slope and it's a tough decision and it sucks for anyone who has to go through it. So let's make a movie about it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. But to make light of the situation, Jonathan, was it Litko? Litko? Yeah. John Litko. Yeah. Roger Ailes. He was, he was, there's like some funny parts in this movie. I know it's a serious movie, but there are some good parts in this movie. And he's, oh like, yeah, there was definitely some, you know, some dark comedy and some. Yeah. And it's got a great, it's yeah. got a great cast. Had a really great rhythm. Like, there wasn't, like, a lot of moments. Like, it felt very much like a 24-hour news cycle. Like, there weren't big, long montages of things. Like, it was very much, like, what I would imagine a newsroom was like. Like, every scene was go, 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 you know, through the whole thing. There wasn't a lot of... And it was shot... The way it was shot was, like, a news special. Yeah. Like a a 20, 20, 60 minutes kind of thing, which I thought was cool. And I I got that right away. I got the vibe of that. Um, it's that whole big short kind of, you know, how that movie just yes, yeah. very much filmmaking so. it a different way and all that kind of. Hard yes, the, that's a that. great comparison. Yeah. So in this movie, Margot Robbie plays a character who isn't a real character in real life. But I think that her role is basically to show someone going Clip. through it at, right. at the same time as someone versus like all these other people who weren't going through because they take a certain time frame about like before the election blah 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 all in all i thought this movie was a splash i know we spent a lot of time on it but uh, i thought it was a splash i thought the great cast i enjoyed it last movie on the docket is uncut gems which stars adam sandler and pretty much nobody else uh, kevin garnett i guess and lakeith lakeith my oh my number one boyfriend but You're like there's only like three people in this whole movie Anyway, uh, this movie what's is the, 92% certified fresh. Fresh. But only a 51% from the audience, which surprises me. But we'll get into it. Basically, this is a lot of people have been talking about Adam Sandler, role of a lifetime kind of a thing. <clears throat> but apparently this movie was supposedly, supposedly written 10 years ago, too. How crazy is that? And it definitely yeah. shows. It does. We'll get into that in a minute. But a, a characteristic New York City jeweler. Always on the lookout for the next big score. And when he makes a series of high-stake bets that could lead to the windfall of a lifetime, Howard must perform a precautious high-wire act, balancing businesses, family, and encroaching adversaries all on all sides in his relentless pursuit of the ultimate win. 
um this is a drama a24 definitely such Mark- a production house yeah shout they're out killing it they're the, they're the new fox searchlight for sure shout out to uh my friend heather who well, is over there doing all the pr making everybody look phenomenal <clears throat> um good job heather yeah there's a this is this is a movie that's been talked about for a long time obviously adam sandler playing this role wearing some cosmetic stuff uh prosthetics i guess is that the word can i say cosmetics? cosmetics and prosthetics a little bit of both also the weekend is in this movie he is for a small small role wearing his old hair wearing his old hair yeah this movie has a weird it's like takes place in 2000 time is strange the timeline is strange it's uh yeah pretty random like it's not still there kevin garnett's still in boston and i was surprised that the story kind of goes and this is spoilers it's probably late to say that but whatever it's kind of weird to see you were seeing kevin garnett real footage from the playoffs of that year and right kevin garnett being kevin garnett like i don't know how else to say it but i think i think this movie's really good i'm gonna just say it now it's a splash i thought it would get better better looks but it's it's a it's a tough film to watch i mean it is it is because i mean it's a tough story like this guy you know howard ratner is the worst but you also want him to win so it brings up a lot of complex feelings and then Adam Sandler, I mean, my mom, she's becoming quite the movie critic. She's like, he really went there. And, like, he really went there. And he's hard to watch. And if you went there thinking, oh, I'm going to see Adam. No, you're not seeing Adam Sandler. You're seeing this gross dude, Howard Ratner. So I think it's a hard film. It's so well done. The script is amazing. So compelling. But, like, you feel, it felt a little kind of jokery in the sense that like I'm watching it and like the main character is making me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, you definitely watch a man going down this road and you're like, oh, what are you doing? But like, please turn it around because like you've got kids and a like, oh, and take out those gross eyeglasses. Yeah, what are you doing, Howard? That was a a style back then. You, yeah, you definitely root for this guy and yeah, you're going all and stuff just keeps happening and happening and you're like, one point in the movie, I forgot that I was watching Adam Sandler. Oh, absolutely. And I was, like, really invested in this character. And it's funny because of the, some of these other characters, like Lakeith's uh, character, you, you know people like that who's, like, you know, you lend them this or that, and then you, they never give it back. And you're, like, come on. Right. Like, right. Or you know somebody who, who's hustle. friends with this guy, and, like, he's one. Like, you, you know what I mean? There's, like, people it's obviously. Str- it's stressful. It's, it's stressful, stressful in that whole in that whole thing, but because you can relate to a lot of the different moves this character makes. But uh, I, not to spoil too much, because I, I don't want to for Chris, because Chris, you haven't seen it, right? Oh, too sweet. No, not yet, but I will be. Yeah, Chris, this is. It's a good I movie. I would say of any of these films that we've discussed, uh, if if you're gonna see one of them, uncut Jeff. Chris, you have one movie ticket. Forerunner. If I've got one movie ticket, it's going to Cats. We've already covered it. And it's going for, like, it's, I think it's far the best out of the whole thing by a a lot. Yeah, this has been a loaded year. I would say it's been a loaded year for for movies, and and there's a lot of good stuff this last year. So I kind of wish this movie maybe came out later, but, because I think it's really Yeah, I felt like it maybe got lost a little bit. In the shuffle, it's going to a lot it's of. It's not a, a holiday on. film. It's not a holiday film. No, it's not. I mean, not one for the family, huh? Not for the kids. No. There was no. a. I feel uncomfortable just talking about it. Um, there was a movie I think with Robert Pattinson that may have been an the Lighthouse eight, at eight. No, a twenty-four film that's kind of similar to this, and I wonder if it's done by the really? same people. Yeah, I have, I'm oh, looking at that up one. Now. Um, Matrop. Uh... No. <laughs> no. It's a, it's a one word movie. One word movie starring Rock Twilight. <sighs> no, there was like vampires and stuff in it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah, if I was trying to couldn't remember? You haven't seen Twilight? No. Seen the movies and read the books. And at one point I had a Jacob Barbie doll. Huh. Was it good time? <laughs> 
Um, I don't know. It yes. like, filled the <laughs> void that Harry Potter left. Yes, it was. <laughs> and you know what, Chris? <laughs> what? I have, to, I have to stop for a second because... <laughs> Katie was like, I even had um this Jacob Barbie doll. Oh man. Yeah. And then Chris was like what? Chris was like, Was it good time? Was it good time? So Katie continued to she was like, Well, you know, I think it was, was like oh, But the it. movie is called Good Time. The, the Pattinson movie you were looking for. Yes. Was yes. it a good oh. was it a good time? Uh all in all, Uncut Gems was Katie, would you give it a splash? Splizzash. Yes, absolutely. He even added an IZ in there. Splizzash. How yeah. you know it's good? Adam Sandler, Uncut Gems. Don't miss it. That's That was the movie of the break oh. for me. I was really excited. I yeah. really wanted to see that as soon as it came out, and I just couldn't. Ah, that's going to do it for this episode of G Splash. G Splash. The dopest podcast on Earth. Uh,. Stick around because we got dope stuff coming up this year for 2020. Did anybody watch the, t- the the ball drop and see that the beginning of one of them? It was like they just cut Barbara Walters saying 2020 like five times. I'm Barbara Walters and this is 2020. No, I was in, I was, was in like, bed by like 11. I'm Barbara Walters and this is 2020. This is 2020. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did see that 20, thing. 2020. 20, it was like, okay, we get it's it. Only t- it's only going to happen once. Got to yeah. cash in. I guess so. Thanks, Ryan Seacrest. Uh, all right. Nice. Let us know what you saw over the break. What we missed. If you saw something that was hella dope and want us to talk about it, you can hit us up gsplashbc at gmail.com or on the Instagrams at gsplashpodcast. Uh, I'm your host, Bradley Baxter. We got Katie Pepper Pops and Chris Bucky Watts. That's me. Buckles Watson. Do we call him around here? All right. We're still hanging on to these jokes. Uh, we'll see you next week right here on the dopest podcast on earth. This is the dope show. Thanks. We out of here, baby. Peace. Peace.